I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Mahomes says he's cleared to play. Vegas just a little bit. Line ticks up, but the prop came out. Over, under, passing yards for Mahomes, 310. That's a big number. Antonio Brown out, and he still moves the Vegas number. There's been a movement towards Green Bay after that news. In the NBA, Milwaukee was the favorite versus the Lakers. Oh, they lost. Imagine that. L.A. with LeBron and A.D. now 7-2 as an underdog, not just against the spread. They won seven out of nine of the games as an underdog. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations, live on a Friday, big Friday, in studio, Steve Fezzik, professional batter. We're going to do what we did last week. We had a forced play where we debated, we talked, kibitz, and came up with a play in each game. I was 3-0, Fez was 0-1. Is that fair to say, Fez? Yes. You got some good stuff for us today? I do. You feeling good? I do. All right. You seem curt, succinct, no nonsense. I like it. No messing around. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Now, I'm the Joe. Wait, I'm not a Joe. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we get closer to an all-time matchup in the NFC, two young guns, one being cleared and ready to go in the AFC. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? You know, I know it's a big day, and we'll do this, I think, with a lot of respect and quickly, but I think we start with Hank Aaron. This is a guy that, you know, if you grew up after Barry Bonds surpassed the record, you probably don't fully understand the significance of Hank Aaron. I think we have to spend a few minutes on it. Yeah, the uh, home run king, many still consider the home run king, Hank Aaron, the legendary Hall of Famer in Major League Baseball, passed away earlier today at the age of 86. Boy, baseball seems to have have a bad run lately with uh, some of the legends. Um one, I saw this today as I was looking at some of the retrospectives. He played, Hank Aaron played two years in the Negro Leagues. So think about how long this guy's been around and or was around and how he was just in the fabric of baseball. And the fact that, I mean, just think of how important numbers are to baseball when I grew up in the 80s understanding that 755 was the Hank Aaron number 
and the 714 was the Babe Ruth number. That, that Babe Ruth number was so important. It lasted for so long that you knew the second number, the number two guy. And I'm not sure there's many, you know, the only other one maybe I can think of would be 61 and 60. Both of those are gone now with Barry Bonds. And i got to be candid. As a Pirates fan growing up, I was a huge Bonds fan. So much talent. And we saw that, I guess, when a lot of people were cheating, he was the best. Which, you know, it makes it such a shame. Because it's one thing, if everyone's cheating, then they're all on an equal playing field. Or almost everyone, or a lot of people. Maybe they're not hurting anyone but themselves. But then when you've got these numbers that matter, it, and it's a shame. And, and I don't think anybody thinks that Barry Bonds would have – I mean, he wasn't even a home run hitter. Look at his stats. It, I mean, like he, he had – some of his prime years, he had like you know, 25 home runs, Barry Bonds. And then, you know – and it was amazing to see it – in a way, revitalized baseball. But, you know, if you think about it, Hank Aaron was in the early 70s when he beat the record. So Ruth was finished in, what, 36 or so, let's say, 37. So about 40 years, a little less than 40 years. Well, if Barry Bonds didn't beat this record, Hank Aaron would have held it for over 40 years. It would mm-hmm. be almost 50 years now. So the idea that, can you believe that Babe Ruth had the record from 37 and, you know, all the way to whatever, it, it'd be like, you know, the mid-70s. And it's like, wow. But now we'd be saying, if someone was approaching Hank Aaron, wow, you know he had it since the early 50 years ago? And that was taken away. And to me, that's a shame but no doubt, he's one of the 10 names that's going to go down in baseball history at the highest threshold. And he never had, like his best season, McKenzie Research. Take a look at Hank Aaron's most, I think he never hit 50. If I'm not mistaken, he just kept hitting like 45, 42, 40. so long, became yeah. the champ. Yes. 47 was his high. Amazing. Think about that. What was that uh, center fielder from the Baltimore team during the steroid? Brady? Oh, Brady Anderson. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he Brady hit 50. <laughs> he did. If I remember. Yeah. So I think we know the score, as they say. Jonas, any thoughts? I just, I, to see people's outrage with Bonds breaking the record, it was a couple of things. Number one, Bonds broke the record, and a lot of people feel that, you know, he was cheating in breaking the record. But it also showcased the fact that Hank Aaron was so respected that it was the fact that he passed him that really bothered a lot of people, that it was Hank Aaron who got passed because he was such a respected guy, so well-liked by so many people. I didn't hear a lot of bad words ever said about Hank Aaron, and that just goes to show of, of his reputation off the field as well as on. And obviously, we can't even uh, we can't even guess at some of the struggles that he faced. You know, obviously, there's the yeah. stories about 
death threats and such around the time of breaking Ruth's record. But I'm talking about before that when he was in, you know, the Jackie Robinson type stuff. Yeah. When you're a, a, a true trailblazer, it can't it can't be easy. And I don't think that many of us can really understand it, but we can respect it. And, and again, when will this? When will 755 be broken? With all the long ball, let's be candid. The 60s and the 70s, it wasn't like some time of like you know live baseballs. I mean, it was like this guy did it during a time that you would say say for sure post steroids era major leagues has more home runs now. But no one's even in the ballpark, right? You think about it. Yeah. Whatever you want to say about A-Rod and his history, I mean, who, is, who today is, 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 has a chance to beat this thing? And he might have had that record. He might have had that record for, yeah, so Bonds is 762. I'm talking about Hank Aaron. Is If Hank Aaron, if the record hadn't been broken— Fez was sending me a note. It's our new rule. When he cracks me on air now, he's just going to send a note. So that was good, Steve. You want to <laughs> role play and act like you were th- and say, you know, actually, it's not 755, RJ, it's 762. No, you got it. <laughs> I didn't even know that number. Did you know that number, Jonas? I knew. I thought it was 767. That tells you something, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, big day. We're going to hit, I, you know, no doubt. We're going to hit you with the great football stuff, but it didn't feel like we could let that go. So, Jonas, I say, Faz, I'm going to let you choose. Are we going to start in the AFC or NFC? NFC. All right, let's do it, Jonas. And so let's do it. We did get a little bit of bad news, RJ, earlier for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wide receiver Antonio Brown has been ruled out as Tampa Bay is in Green Bay against the Packers at Lambeau Field. Right now on pregame.com, Green Bay is a three-point favorite. And Mike Evans is not 100%, right? He is not. He's not on the injury report. Yeah, he but didn't we, look close. I think 100%. we know the, the injury report is a big fugazi, right? Yes. I mean, it, it's whatever's convenient for them to say, whatever deception they want to perpetrate. But boy, think about this. If Evans is hurt to any material degree and Brown's out... All of a sudden, this embarrassment of riches offensively, big drop-off. Yeah, Chris Godwin becomes number one wide receiver. His number is 68. And uh, the long-forgotten Scotty Miller. His number 68 is what? For his over-under for reception yards. Okay, so his number 68. Uh, So 68 reception yards. How did the... How did... uh, that number adjust upon the bonds, or I'm sorry, the uh, brownness. It actually came out after the brownness. Okay, what would your guess have been? You know, more like in the low 70s, because he definitely. So, so I'm saying, what would your guess have been if Brown were healthy? 65. So you think it only ticked up three yards? Uh, yes. So it looks light to me. Okay, interesting. That's an option for us, Jonas. What's your take on? Uh, assuming now, if Evans is healthy, listen. The thing about Brown that I thought would be important, and it turned out to be the case, I think, is it's that third cornerback. Who, if you've got mm-hmm. those three guys healthy, who's your third quarterback, and who who's he going to guard? And you know, because th- there's no good choice there, right? Right. Now you can make the case. 
if Evans is not healthy 100%, you got one superstar to guard instead of three. Because I think it's fair to say Brown exceeded all expectations. No doubt. I mean, and, and again, it, it seemed like a long time ago, but he had a monster year his last year with Big Ben. And that was just 18. Yeah, and the market was skeptical. I think I saw it before. You were skeptical. Yeah, the number on him was like 330 yards in terms of expectation for reception yards. He got over 600. Some people gave plus 150. (laughs) Little Scotty Miller would have more receptions than A.B. (sighs) If we did that right now, if we could go back in time, but there'd be a whole new future what odds would I have to give you to take Scotty Miller? Like, would you take uh, plus a thousand? Yes, just because of ho- hoping for an injury or an arrest to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. All right. So you're saying that you went from plus one fifty, you needed to be plus a. Th- I was you were minus one minus one fifty, and now you need plus a thousand. Couldn't have found a worse bet, Jonas. Did this bet roll over into the playoffs, or was it just regular season? You know something. You can decide, fact. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm wondering I mean, if there's no Antonio gets, Brown, maybe Scotty Miller goes off. I think catches. I mean, I no. think it's like 42 catches the next two games. <laughs> you know, listen, if he does get 42 the next two games, I'll, 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 I'll forgive your death. That's very generous. Thank you. <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. I'm still collecting. Oh, you got. There's just something about it, and it's. You know what it's like. Like, what is the one thing that you eat? Or maybe shaving cream. Like, what's something that you get in bulk? Like, and let's say, um, let's say shaving cream. Like, you you run out, you buy three, and you set it down, and you know you got it lined up. Is there something in your household that you buy that way, where you set it down and take a breath? Like, oh, that's covered for a while. Paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When Fez pays me off. I just put it in my pocket and think it's like the spending money, you know. I got my pocket, you know, whatever, this thousand, that thousand. And it's usually, you know, three, four weeks. And then I have to bet Fez again. I don't think I've gone to the bank for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, you know, for spending money. I'm just happy we didn't do the Scotty Miller action points. And I didn't know you 42 times whatever the bet size was. Now that's fun because the theory on that, let's say it's a total, right? And the total is 51. The action points is for every point over, if you bet over, you win an additional whatever the number is. Yes. So, by the way, what did happen to the total in the Green Bay game? So, Green Bay total is sitting currently at 52. Okay. So, Brown didn't affect that at all. It's been ticking. No, it didn't affect it at all. Yeah, because we bet it at 51. It's now 52. Yeah, so it keeps ticking upwards. People That's are listening to you. Yes. Fez, can you recognize this sound? the Benjamins. That's my money machine, Jonas, <laughs> counting Fez's, Fez's money. All right. We know that Green Bay is much, much better in the first half, and the numbers are just so daunting in that regard. It's like they've out, Green Bay outscored their opposition by about 140 points in the first half and about 20 points in the second half. And actually, Green Bay was outscored on the season in the fourth quarter. Outscored. Now, why is that? I was on our podcast with Colin this morning talking about the games, and that comes, I'll have that on my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas tomorrow morning. And he asked me, well, what is that? And my answer was, and Fez, I want to hear what you think. 
feels like Aaron Rodgers and his California cool. The idea of, hey, we got that. And listen, they had they didn't give up a big lead. I mean, effectively, they didn't lose any game. They didn't even get tied. So in a way, it's smart. Why keep scoring touchdowns? Why keep playing a high-risk type of game? Why not get conservative if you got the win locked up? That's always been the assumption in the NFL. I think it's hurt Green Bay's perception, which means they're undervalued, I think. Do you think there's another reason Green Bay has been so um, relatively less dominating in the second halves? I think that the success that they've had winning the games has perpetuated their game plan in the fourth quarter where they say, you know what? We'll just hand the ball off to Jones. This has worked all year long. We keep winning these games. We don't care if we don't win by margin. And because of that, they've never opened it up in the fourth quarter because they've kept having success with the leads winning. And this stat backs up that Green Bay, though they haven't extended leads, has had control of the games. So we do a proprietary pregame.com in which we take a weighted average of the win percentage throughout the fourth quarter. Every play, we get the number, and we weight it based on earlier in the fourth quarter is less important, later it's more important. Obviously, the most important is the final score, right? So as you move towards that, the team that led, or maybe the better way to say, had the highest win percentage chances throughout the season, Green Bay, 78% win share. And... This win share is a hell of a stat because on that list, Tampa's five, Buffalo is in the top four, and Kansas City's in the top four. So four uh, in the top five, when it comes to win share, is the four final teams and Baltimore. <sighs> and Baltimore. And it really speaks to the idea that one, this is a good stat because when you have four of the five or your top five has the final four, that's a good thing. But it says Green Bay's the best amongst that crowd. And to me, I don't think the market thinks Green Bay's equal. Now, maybe the Super Bowl market does because people love Aaron Rodgers. That's a square market. Jonas, any, you know, anything you want to comment on, but I'm interested. Who do you think the best? I think the case could be made that KC's the best team, and a lot of people think they are, that Green Bay's the best team, and Buffalo's the best team. I think Tampa's the only team that I don't see the case at their best. What do you think, Jonas? Yeah, I would say that Green Bay has shown less flaws than the other teams. Because you can argue, like you said, Buffalo's been great down the stretch, but there's times where uh, Josh Allen's a little loose with the football. Kansas City, you're not quite sure if they're just you know sleepwalking through the regular season. Tampa Bay, I wouldn't put in the category because we've seen them get, get exposed badly throughout the course of the season. I think Green Bay's been exposed, and they've shown fewer warts than the other teams throughout the course of the year. But if you think about it, Tampa, and I know it's always scary to do this. It's always dangerous. But if you say post-buy, because amongst these teams, there's only one team that had major changes in the offseason. If you think about it, Aaron Rodgers and the whole second year under this offense is one of the key narratives. They were 13-3 last year. And, Fez, you liked under – what was it, under eight and a half? Under nine. Under nine. <laughs> Fez, one of his big bets was, <laughs> hey, they're dropping four games, baby. And they were obviously a better team this year. Yes. And it's not even close. And part of that is the second year under the system. 
So you think about it, Brady is not only in the first year still, but during a COVID year. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's any team you can give a break to and say, let's look at their last four or five games, I think it's fair to say Tampa's better than their season stats. I know their offense is certainly better than their season stats. 30 points every game, starting with the last four games. Which was after the bye. Yes. Uh, quickly, Jonas, we'll take a break. Yeah, if this was not a COVID year, and the year this year where we've seen home field advantage be less than what it is normally, where do you think this line is at? Um, that's interesting, because I think they're almost giving them three points here. And... I think maybe four and a half because of the weather. So I, I, my gut feeling is this feels like it's just home. I'd say maybe four and a half or five. What do you think, Fess? Yeah, I think four and a half is a good number. I think they're getting shorter. So, so let's be clear. Jonas is saying, and I know you know, is if this wasn't a COVID year, there was normal fans in the stands, what would the line be on this game? I think four and a half or five. I agree. Four and a half. All right. When we come back, we're going to give our official pick on this Green Bay game. we got some good ones to choose from. Then on to Kansas City. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at conference championship weekend in the NFL. Faz is playing meteorologist. This is going to be fun. Great day to join. Fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much. We're going to make another winning day, hopefully today, and finish this football season strong. Over the weekend, you can listen to the podcast. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas wherever you listen to podcasts. Right now in Las Vegas on the Strip, 63 degrees, neon is pumping. And RJ, before we start handing out some winners in the NFL, we do want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same-day store pickup. Free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We've got the Buccaneers at the Packers and the Bills at the Chiefs. Both lines identical on Pregame.com. The home team a three-point favorite and if you think about it when home teams are about a two-point favorite because of home field we're saying these teams are within a point of each other and like I said I actually tweeted out I had over 200 numbers on one sheet of paper (laughs) and I had power ratings I had and this was the conclusion if you look at all these numbers is I have the fourth quarter numbers we talked about, the DVOA from Football Outsiders, PFF's numbers when it comes to teams, 538's numbers, the Athletic, and Fez representing Vegas. We took an average, and this is the average power rating of these teams or ranking. All right, number one, the Buffalo Bills. They average exactly 2.0 as their slot. The next one is 2.2 Green Bay. Then Kansas City is 2.5. So literally, 
if I read to you like Green Bay's numbers, it's one four three three one one. Buffalo two one two one three three. KC three six one two two one. Everyone's like either one or two, and they got one little outlier. Like a, a, one thing's got them as a five, let's say. And then Tampa, their average is four point three. So once again, there's three teams that could each be the best, and then Tampa. But to tell you what doesn't matter as much anymore, check this out. Best defense overall, Tampa. It's not even close. They're about the sixth best in the NFL. The next best one is the Bills' 11th best. Okay, best pass defense. Well, let me see. Tampa, number one. Buffalo, number two amongst these four teams. Rush defense, let me see. Oh, number one in the entire NFL, Tampa. Number two, let me see, Green Bay. So wait, Tampa's got the best defense overall, the best rush defense in the whole league, and the best pass defense amongst these teams, and they're clearly the fourth, <laughs> wor- the fourth best, the worst team. And their offense is pretty good. Yeah. But you think about it, here's the offensive ratings, and now we know what's important. Green Bay, one. Buffalo, two. Or check that, Kansas City, two. Buffalo, three. Tampa, six. So think about this. If Tampa was four, they'd be right in sequence. There are a couple slots above that on offense, worse than that. And they're clearly the worst team, based on the numbers, even though they're clearly the best defensive team. So to be just a smidge behind offensively is bigger than being way ahead defensively. I mean, that's shocking, Fez. Yeah, good offense. The feeling is that good defense can't stop good offense anymore, and that's a real change in the NFL, even just during the past five years. Yeah, but I would make the case it's a you're right, but the change has happened even more in the last two years. Where I would make the case Mahomes has been at the forefront, all the fourth down, you know, let's give Peterson credit, unemployed Peterson, for, you know, going for it so much on fourth down. Because if you're going for it on fourth a lot, you're effectively making the defense less important because you're trying to keep your defense off the field. And you're saying, hey, if we kick it and and gain 40 yards, it doesn't matter. The other team's probably going to score anyway, so we better keep the ball. So it feels like this is all compounding on itself, where the rules are changing, quarterbacks are getting even better, and everyone's going for it. Defense, you got to wonder in the NFL draft, why, who's taking a defensive I mean, the Steelers had one of the – think about the best defenses. Steelers out in the first round. Bears, probably not so much later in the year, out in the first round. Rams, out in the first round. Saints, out in the second round. But all the best offenses are still here. Yeah, that's that's fascinating because I know in the draft there's always a prop whether it be more offensive or defensive players taken. You think, wow, the offense every year should have more in the first round, right? No, I, at least lately I yeah. think you're right. Jonas, what do you think about the – do you see the last year or two being a real 
uh, jump in regards to the offense's dominance over the defense and importance? Yeah, I mean, we all look at the two guys who, when they speak and talk about the state of football or they have an idea, you listen. And it's Bill Belichick in the NFL, and it's Nick Saban in college football. And when Nick Saban, who's a defensive guy, comes out, and we've talked about this on the show before, when he comes out this season and says, the reality is good defense doesn't be good offense anymore. And that's coming from a defensive guy who's cut his teeth at every level on the defensive side of the ball, who's built up Alabama as a defensive juggernaut with all that all that talent on that side of the ball. For him to acknowledge and admit that this year told me a lot about where we are in the sport. And also, though, I think a heck of a testament to him that he was able to evolve, as we've yeah. talked about. Yep. That's Jonas Knox. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. So finishing up on Green Bay, Fez, is the weather. What's your thoughts? Yeah, Tampa Bay has not played in real cold all year long. Now, the temperature is going to be a little bit below 30 for this game. The coldest Tampa Bay has played all year, two games at 40 degrees. I think that's a factor. No, I think it's a big factor. And actually, I heard on a podcast, there's an academic paper from a PhD dissertation that was out, I think, early 2000s that looked at the average temperature in the city of departure. So for the road team's home city that week, and if it's a certain amount, I think it's 30 degrees. I'm going to read the paper this weekend. If it's 30 degrees the team, the home team wins against the spread about 55% of the time, mm. which actually backs you up, where I was thinking, if it's 40, I don't care if it's 80 somewhere else. I'm going to read the paper, but I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know. When you, when, got it, when you get it right, I'm going to give you credit. I'm not sure yet, but I, what I know for sure is, well, let me ask you this. A lot of listeners are thinking, well, Tom Brady's used to the cold. Do you think Brady plays better in the cold because of his experience in New England? Did his blood thin? And how big do you think that is compared to the other players on the team not being used to it? I think the other players are the key. I'm not so worried about Tom Brady having one year where his blood thinned out. But let's be clear. When you move to Vegas, your blood thins out pretty quick. Oh, no doubt. All right. Now, when you go back east, it's cold. Now, when they come out here in the July, and it's, oh, it's 115. It's like, toughen up. It's a dry heat. <laughs> now, it strikes me, the last big factor in this game, and we'll give our pick before the break, the last big factor in the Green Bay-Tampa game is this is a third straight road game for Tampa. Yeah, and so in the playoffs, historically, this hasn't been good when teams have to play a road game in the playoffs, and the last two games were on the road 13 and 19 against the spread. That's 41%. Small sample, but it makes sense. Now, let's raise the stakes just a little bit. When a team, and this is Tampa's situation, has three straight road games, and all of them are in the playoffs, at Washington, at New Orleans, and here we are, there's only been 11 instances of that. Home team is 7 and 4 in those games. So the road team 4 and 7. So with your one 41%, that trend 36%, another disadvantage for Tampa. And then I guess the final thought would be Brady didn't play that well last week. I mean, Colin came on, everyone was celebrating and I think rightfully so. It's amazing. Didn't really play that well, but he's played really well, Brady, since the bye. Are you are you that? Con I mean, I would say maybe one of his best games was against Washington. So, are you that concerned about 
a, a lesser performance from Brady. I am not, because he did face a really good defense in New Orleans. So I'm going to give him a pass for not being at his very best. All right, so we got two picks we've already made. We gave over 41. 51. Oh, check that. 51, thank you. And 41, I like even better. <laughs> yeah. And we said Green Bay first half minus two and a half. Personally, I think we make it Green Bay first half because we still are getting, there's still a bunch of two and a halves out there. Yes. And that's a key number. Coming off of 51 is a key number. I still like it, but I like Green Bay first half more. I agree. I think that that's the best bet. All right. So after a three in one week, Green Bay first half is our first pick this week. Jonas, what do you think? Uh, I like uh, the under and I like Tampa Bay. So you, so you've got to. When are you gonna? When are you gonna start betting with me, dude? (laughs) I just, I want no part of that. I promise I uh, I won't take more than your check in any. I mean, like we'll we'll cap it. (laughs) Here, here's the problem. I'm traumatized because I remember when you used to beat Fez, and you would show a picture of all the money stacked up on the desk that he would owe you. And I just, for whatever reason, I can't get that image out of my head. It's just imprinted there, and I don't. It it gets me out of bed in the morning. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of Straight. Straight out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. You know, it's like a kid on Christmas, Jonas. I'm so excited about the conference championship. But, you know, I guess it's proof positive of how passionate I'm feeling about this card. And to be honest, this is why we love this job. Weekends like this and being able to preview it. So my apologies. We'll be back with that. KC Buffalo pick. That's right. That'll be coming up next year. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. RJ Bell, we're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, and live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And RJ, we've talked a lot about the NFC, the Bucks at the Packers. Now it's time to move to the AFC Championship game. Bills at the Chiefs, and right now on pregame.com, KC a three-point favorite. Fez has helped me really see how clearly there's value in this game. So the line is three, and Fez, do you feel it moving to three and a half? I do. So right now, if you said three point what, what would it be? Three point two. All right, so it's about halfway, a little less than halfway to three and a half. Yes. Okay. That means Kansas City is, by the market, being determined to be clearly better than Buffalo. Home field is one and a half, maybe, for Kansas City. Two at the most, at the most. This line's three and a little bit of big. That means Casey's better. Let's examine that because I don't think it's true. All right. Number one, Feds, tell me if you agree. The best you can say about Kansas City over the course of this season is they played equal on the field. Forget what we thought. Forget last year. On the field this year, the Bills are either slightly better than Casey or equal. Agree or not? Agree. The stats are virtually equal on the two teams. Okay. Now, Kansas City played much better 
in the first half of the year than the second half of the year. The second half of the year for KC, since the day after Halloween, they haven't covered the spread. Halloween's been a while ago. They haven't covered the spread. 0-8-1 and against the spread. And there was only one game they sat their starters against the Chargers. There's a, they're only the fourth team in the last 30 years to not cover one game over the course of nine. Not playoff teams, not Super Bowl contender. Fourth team in 30-plus years. It's Amazing. That futile. On the other hand, Buffalo, since that exact same time, because that was the Hale Murray game, right after that, they haven't lost a game, and literally everyone but one, they won by double digits. So doubles in every game. And KC during that bad streak, they didn't win any game by more than six. So if you start from the day after Halloween, it's unequivocal the Bills have played better in the second half than the first, and KC played better in the first and the second. What do you think? I mean, it's so powerful. The Bills win virtually every game by double digits, and Kansas City can't even win by seven. Not a single game during that time. Now you add in one last factor, Mahomes. I don't know if it's his head, his toe. And what else I've been thinking about with Mahomes is even if he's 100% now, he's not going to want to re-aggravate. Toes get re-aggravated. Mm-hmm. Concussions get re-aggravated. I think it makes him a little timid, a little timid, running the ball. And maybe he doesn't hold the ball quite as long. If that's the case, even if he's 100% physically, that's a serious effect, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, especially these third-down conversions that he's so good at picking up. So, to conclude, the line says Kansas City is better. We know, at best, they were even over the course of the season. Buffalo was better in the second half than the first. Kansas City was worse. And Mahomes is either banged up or going to be a little timid or maybe both. I don't want to take the three when I think it's going to go to three and a half. You got a quick prop. Does it help us here? The pro- no, the, the prop is shortest touchdown. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. <laughs> Under one and a half. <laughs> this is a volume game, RJ. Totals 54. Uh... There should be seven touchdowns. You get seven <laughs> touchdowns. You should all get right, one right. short touchdown. All right. That's not going to be our best bet. We're going to still just take the bells. Yes. Right. But, but listen, Fez got a point on that one. Jonas is just laughing. He's got his face oh, covered. Yeah. Bet that one, Jonas. So say that one more time. Shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. In this game, either team. Okay. What's the VIG on that? Minus 160. You think you might want to mention that? Yes. Okay. Green Bay, first half, minus two and a half is in that game. Here we're going to take the Bills plus three. And listen, we'll grade it at three. But wait if you can. We may see a three and a half. If you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets, getting you set for a full preview of Conference Championship Sunday in the NFL, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! 